Hi, and welcome to Talking Cars with Consumer Reports. I'm Tom Mutchler. I'm Gabe Shenhorn. And I'm Jake Fisher. On this episode, we're going to talk about hybrid cars. We always get lots of questions about hybrids. And actually, last week, they've been in the news quite a bit. It's the continuing saga of the Ford C-Max Hybrid and its ratings. Can you give us a brief summary of this ongoing story? Sure. Um, when we tested the C-Max, we found the fuel economy was much less than the stated EPA. The EPA numbers were 47, 47, 47. 47 city, 47 highway, 47 combined. Our test showed it at 37, and we've... Overall combined. Overall combined, which, um, you know, 10 miles per gallon, that's quite a discrepancy. We've seen discrepancies be before, but that's a lot. Um, what we By found comparison, out, I think a Prius has about five. Prius is in that range, um, but... Um, and most cars were, are dead on. A lot of, 80% of the cars are dead on or, or just one mile per gallon away. So with the C-Max, um, lo and behold, what we found out was actually... Uh, Ford was using basically a loophole in the EPA rules. So what the EPA allowed Ford to do was not actually take the numbers of the C-Max, but take the numbers off of the Ford Fusion Hybrid and apply them to the C-Max because it has the same powertrain and a similar weight. But, um, but wait a minute. But it's but, a but, higher volume car, so it's allowed. But it, that seems kind of crazy because, because a Fusion has <clears throat> completely different aerodynamics. It's that, completely um, different aerodynamics. That box at the it's a completely different platform. So it's these test results were never test results. They were just apparently copied. they are from the same weight class, which makes us wonder how wide is that window of weight class? Yeah. Wow. I mean, the aerodynamics are completely different. I mean, the the C-Max is actually based on a Focus rather than a Fusion. So what did Ford do? Well, what EPA actually wound up and tested the uh, C-Max, which we found out, and actually looked at it, and lo and behold, it wasn't 47. It was actually 41 overall. Um, Ford actually did some changes to the C-Max, and then they wound up getting it, giving it its own number, not borrowed from the uh, Ford Fusion Hybrid, and it'll be 43 going forward. And that's with the software changes for 13. With yeah. some software Raising changes. Raising the electric drive threshold. And speed threshold and, and other things. But, but still, it's kind of crazy. I mean, hybrid buyers buy the car because of fuel economy, and they feel good if they can beat the number. You know, I am driving virtuously. Uh, you know, if I drive a Prius, you know, it's rated around 49 or 50, I could get 52, 53 out of it on my commute. You don't have a chance in hell of doing that with that yeah. C-Max. Ford actually shot themselves in the foot here because the real story is that Ford actually makes a very impressive hybrid system. It is. But that story got lost because they were so hyper-focused on the 47, 47, 47 that it actually, uh, the focus of the story was on the difference between what we found and what other customers found of the actual fuel economy and the EPA. And the fact that this, is, this car really delivers and 37 MPG for this kind of car is, is really good. That got lost. Yeah, I mean, it's a very nice car yeah. that gets 37 miles per gallon. Um, a Fusion Hybrid. A Fusion Hybrid got 39 miles per gallon in our test. That's uh, compared to 25 for a 1.6 liter Fusion. That's impressive. That's all impressive. Well, and that beats the Camry Hybrid by one. Right. And, and that actually, I mean, that is the highest fuel economy we've ever seen for a mid-sized sedan. I mean, that is a very impressive thing, but it's all about your expectations. Right. So, I mean, if you go to, you know, say you go to a fancy restaurant, okay, and the rest, and they are, and the meal costs $10. Wow, that's a great deal. But if they told you it's only $5, 
And you go there, and he's like, but you promised it was $5, but it's $10. They're lying to you. They're I'm gonna misrepresenting. Be, I'm gonna be and you're going to be pissed because you were told one thing. And it doesn't matter. You lose sight of that I was getting a great deal. Um, and, and, and this is the problem. It was misleading the customers who bought this car. They wound up with a very nice car that gets great fuel economy, but when they're told something that's not true, and this car never got 47 miles per gallon in EPA testing, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what we found out. Right. Um, they're going to be very disappointed. I want to talk more about expectations when it comes to hybrid cars, uh, to go to you know, the bigger subject of hybrids. Uh, like we said, you buy a Ford Fusion hybrid. Uh, that gets you 39 in our test instead of the 25 in Norma Fusion. You get a Camry hybrid. That gives you 38 instead of uh, 27 that we got out of the Norma. So many numbers. Mm. <laughs> I mean, a, a Prius gets you 44 miles mm. per gallon, or 43 in the plug-in version that we're showing in this video. But not all hybrids are the same. Of course I mean, not. I mean look, at, mm-hmm. look at a Chevy Malibu. A Malibu four-cylinder with the 2.5 liter gets 26. The Malibu Eco only gets 29. What's mm-hmm. the deal? Well, that's a very uh, half-ass, uh, for lack of a better term, <laughs> hybrid. No, it's a good term. <clears throat> and uh, it's, it's, it's a mild hybrid. Uh, what does that mean? GM doesn't even want to call it a hybrid. They call it e-assist. So, I mean, without getting into the technicalities here, that is a lower-cost uh, kind of uh, technology. And it gains you, uh, what, uh, three, four, or five miles per gallon yeah, but, I mean, over it, the regular it, it can one. never power the car on battery alone. Well, well, I just want to pick up what, what Gabe said here. You know, and for GM, not even calling it a hybrid, calling it something else, they're doing the right thing. Right. Because they're managing those they're expectations. They're not over-promising. They aren't. And there's nothing wrong with GM coming out with this mild hybrid system, because it's a great system. It works, re- it does a lot of really good things. For instance, it manages the stop-start. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of stop-start with cars now. And when you have a hybrid, um, when you have a big electric motor that helps you get going, it becomes a non-issue. It, it works smooth, smoothly. It smooths it out. But it does some great things. It saves your brakes. Instead of always using your brakes, you could actually use the regenerative braking to slow you down. It does a lot of the great things. It doesn't cost as much as a traditional hybrid. But if they go and say, here's our hybrid, and they have a hybrid, and ours is cheaper, that's misleading the public, and that's where the disappointment comes. You're right, and they, they really haven't done that. Um, a lot of questions that we get about hybrids are asking about battery life. Hello, Tom and team. I do a heavy amount of highway driving, but I'm concerned about battery life and hybrids because battery driving doesn't allow much recharging because the re- you don't use regen brakes too much, and therefore potential premature battery replacement. But I'm interested in the benefits of hybrids. Do you have any suggestions? Another question. Any pointers for buying used hybrids? Many people warn you against buying used hybrids because of battery life. So, so first, first question, I do a lot of highway mileage. Don't buy a hybrid because that's not where they give you the benefit. Where they give you the benefit is slowing down and accelerating, and that's what they do best. If you have a lot of highway mileage, and a lot of people make this mistake, so because they're like, I drive a lot, I want to save fuel. Makes sense. So I will go and look, and I'll get a hybrid. Problem is, that's not going to really help you. Look at a car that has great highway fuel economy. You can look at our numbers. We do the Steady 65 test. That's going to give you good indication. Diesels. That's diesels work diesels great. diesels come in. Well, you know, <clears throat> To be fair, though, a Camry hybrid, yeah, it's a hybrid. Hybrids do better in the city. You know, they, they max, their potential is better in the city. There's no question. But, I mean, the hybrid fuel economy of a, um, of a Camry hybrid or a Prius is still pretty good. Still pretty good. But, but you have much cheaper options. You, you have Mazda mm-hmm. 6 that, that pushes 40, close to 40. A lot of cars push close to 40 miles per gallon if you're doing a lot of highway miles. But, but diesels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the, the cruise diesel, 49 miles per gallon on the highway. That's incredible. I mean, there are other diesels that get similar uh, highway miles per gallon, and 51 with a Passat diesel, 
thing is, when in town driving, uh, the diesel power delivery may not be as linear, and uh, there might be some clatter mm -hmm. and uh, other NVH. You pay um, a bit more for diesel, yeah, too. And you pay for it. But uh, if you're on a, a constant highway cruise, 65, 70 miles an hour. Diesel. Diesel is the answer. And it doesn't compromise the car. You're not carrying a big battery in the back. You're not, you, you still have a folding rear seat. You have a big trunk. Yep. So uh, avoiding all the uh, pitfalls of a hybrid. Yep, actually somebody asks, <laughs> speaking of pitfalls, I wonder why we haven't seen diesel hybrids yet. Any rumored to be coming? Are you building one in your basement? I actually am. Yeah, I'm working on it. No, well, <clears throat> I mean, will it drift? It will definitely drift. But um, the problem with diesel hybrid is now you're just throwing a lot of technology at these cars and a lot of cost. So if you want to get better fuel economy, I mean, you just can't throw everything at it. But we saw it's not a diesel hybrid, but you look at the Volkswagen uh, Volkswagen Jetta um, turbo and hybrid and direct injection and all these different things, and now you wind up with a small car that's you know twenty eight thousand dollars. So I think you kind of got to pick and choose, and you got to find that best compromise. I mean, there is a diesel hybrid. It's the Volvo V60. Uh, it's sold overseas. It's yeah, there are others. I money. mean, Peugeot Citroen makes a diesel hybrid of some sort, but you know, it's, it's a lot of money. It, I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how successful it is. Yeah. Um, speaking of how successful cars are, uh, another question. Uh, now that the Volt is priced competitively with similar quality vehicles, they they cut the Volt's price by five thousand uh, dollars. Will sales increase any even further? They might. Um, I mean, now it enters its, what, third year? So, I mean, naturally, it, it lost some of its uh, newness the momentum, yeah. and the momentum. But uh, to, to keep that sales momentum until the, the freshening, I think uh, that's the right thing to do. I'm actually going gonna, gonna to argue against you. Oh. Surprise. I'd welcome that. There. Uh, you know, I think the $5,000 <laughs> price adjustment is just reflecting what's been happening in reality. Because Volt's... Volts have been heavily discounted. You've been able to lease them for $269 a month. I have a friend who's doing that, loves the car. People who have Volts love the car because they buy, they in, they buy into the, the concept. Right. Uh, Leasing is definitely the way to go with a Volt. Yeah, I'm just not convinced sales are going <clears> to <throat> go up a whole lot. Well, I think there's a lot of more choices available now. And if you look at um, you know, what Ford's doing with the, uh, the energy, um, we're seeing these hybrid vehicles that are extended range, so they have a larger battery. I mean, Ford may be getting that same kind of 30 miles um, before uh, you have to put on the, uh, the internal combustion engine. So You're talking about plug-in hybrids. <clears throat> plug-in hybrids, exactly. Well, that's true. And a C-Max Energy, where you can get 20, 25 <clears throat> miles of electric-only range, it's a much more practical it's car. It's a much more go. practical, much roomier inside, um, you know, and potentially lower cost, too. So uh, there's other ways of kind of skidding that cat as... as rather than the way the uh, Volt's doing it. Yeah, I kind of want to see what the second generation Volt yeah, does. I mean, the, the thing is, though, with the Volt, I mean, you know that the, the car is distinct, much like the Prius. You know, one of mm. the geniuses of the Prius is that it's, it's the hybrid. You look at it, you right. know it's a hybrid. The Volt, exactly. same. It's part electric, you know, whatever. It, it, it just registers as the car that's electric, that's highly uh, advanced rather than another version of the Ford C-Max or the Fusion, which you know, kind of yeah, blends, blends in. in. Speaking right. of cars that are very advanced in electric, we got a question. <laughs> Do any of the road test editors or engineers plan on buying a Tesla Model S? Unfortunately, um, we don't get paid Am I enough. getting a raise boss <laughs> to, uh, yeah. <clears throat> no, we don't get paid enough. But I think the third generation car, you know, when they come out with the BMW 3 Series mm -hmm. sized mm -hmm. car, Forty thousand, you know, if if they pull off that holy grail, forty thousand bucks, two hundred miles range, ooh, 
Well, it, uh, we'll, we'll see what their business model is going down the line. I mean, I, I keep on kind of having my heart of hearts of these ideas where, you know, they're showing these things where they, they take the battery out and they swap the battery. Um, you I'm know, gonna wait for that. <clears throat> well, I mean, the question is, <clears throat> you know, when they come out with that car, imagine this, what if you just bought the car and you didn't buy the battery? Mm -hmm. The car becomes really cheap, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah, then what if you pay them a certain price to, you know, service your battery? So they way, own the battery. You way, yeah, exactly. You don't own the battery. Right. You don't have to ask questions what happens with the battery after <laughs> exactly. the warranty expires. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. And, and you basically lease the battery service and you own the car. So there's different ways. I mean, every, you know, every couple of weeks we hear Elon Musk has got some new idea of, you know, teleporting people and, and, and things. So who knows what's going to happen in two years. <laughs> You know, actually, I, I, we need to go back and, and answer that question of, what about battery life in hybrids? You know, are used hybrids a good buy? Well, it depends on what it is. You know, um, we have a lot of uh, history, obviously, on the Prius because the Prius has been out so, so they much. Sold yeah. They sold a ton of them. They sold a ton of them. And there was a lot of worrying about, you know, what's going to happen when my battery goes bad. Well, in the Prius, it turns out, one, the car is unbelievably reliable. We have data going back uh, 11 years on this vehicle. Two, when the battery goes bad, which is a very rare occurrence, it's really cheap to replace. You know, I mean, the truth is you don't go to Toyota and buy a brand new battery. Mm -hmm. You know, just like if I had a 10-year-old car, I wouldn't buy a new transmission when the transmission right. fails. You get one out of a salvage yard, and you could buy Prius batteries out of salvage yards for, you know, three, $400. Um, so that's one case. Now, we have seen some issues with the, um, with the Honda Civic Hybrid, right. though. That has had some problems. So it depends on the vehicle. It's just like any vehicle. Look at the reliability. Um, you know, should I buy a car with a transmission? Because transmissions are very expensive to, yeah. to replace in eight years. Depends on what the car is. I can say <clears> that <throat> I've recommended used Priuses for a bunch of people, and they're all happy. I mean, if you're just concentrated on a transportation, economical, reliable transportation solution, just, just yeah. practical, get me from point A to point B, nothing beats it. Yeah, I think the answer is you, a, a Toyota hybrid, I'd trust the battery. Honda hybrid, not so much. Uh, you know, someone also raised the point of all these electric cars and all these hybrid cars that making batteries has an environmental impact. But I mean, you know, there was something you touched on is that you know, people think that these batteries are going to sit in junkyards and leach into the, no, batteries are worth a lot of money. I mean, there's a lot of content there. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of going on in recycling the batteries, um, these large lithium-ion batteries. There's, there's actually a secondary market for these. Also repurposing them for other applications right. other than automotive. That's true. People are using them for solar power, things right. like that. You know, the thing is, the person who asked this question on Facebook looked at his profile. He drives, he loves motocross motorcycles. You know, questions about environmental impact, you know, two-stroke engines, driving off-road, you know, do you eat meat? You know, you have a big environmental impact there. I mean, it's a very nebulous I mean, question. you're concerned about the environment, I'd say just ride a bicycle. I mean, any car that you have to use resources, you, know, you dig them out of the ground, the lithium, the metal, the rubber, the plastics, the car composites, I mean, it's not going to be environmentally sound. Cars I mean, are let's bad, not pretend. basically, yeah. we're saying, yeah. wait a minute. No, but, but we uh, like them very much. <laughs> yeah. but, but the issue is, is that I, I think we have to forget about this mindset of, you know, my kid's toy, uh, the batteries were, and so I take the double, a, double A's and I throw them in the garbage. You're not supposed to put them in the garbage, but most people do. Sure. This is not what's going on. These batteries from these cars are not going into the garbage. They're not going into a dump. There is a secondary market for them, and they're, right. they, will, they will live on.
Right. What's important, though, that we should notice <clears> is, is, as we said earlier, hybrids are not the only ways to get great fuel economy. We have behind us a Mazda 3. Uh, the redesign for 2014, this is a pre-production car, but production cars are going on sale as we speak. It's a very nice car. Very nice car. And the Skyactiv technology, which is light body and a very efficient engine, high compression ratio, very direct automatic transmission, all of that, uh, in our experience, with the 6, the CX-5, they all got terrific fuel economy. And, uh, and I'm expecting this one to get, I mean, I think I've seen 35, 36 MPG, but it's a manual. And your, your right foot's pretty heavy. Uh, it can be at can. times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, usually car companies, when they bring us press cars, this is typical, uh, you get very loaded cars. You know, you get cars that are, you know, they have every option. Mazda did something different. They brought us a, a rather basic car, but they brought it to us with a six-speed manual. They heard all my begging. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it, really nice. It's a joy. Well, you know, and here's the thing about it. It's like, you know, our hybrids for everybody. Well, if you actually are someone who actually wants to drive because you enjoy driving and you want that fun driving experience, you know what? Generally, hybrids are not for you because most of them have C uh, CVT transmissions, right. continually variable transmission, which honestly, there's so much... It's so much isolation between... It's a disconnect. It's a disconnect between what the engine's doing and what you're doing, what your foot's doing. You right. feel removed. So, I mean, if you're a, a driving enthusiast, you know, a Prius not for you. No, but I mean, there are choices for you. Well, that's and right. Mazda I, I, is I, doing a great job. I was job. driving that Mazda 3. I was getting about 36, 37 on my commute, driving the stick shift, and enjoying the hell out of that car. And it's a very... And, and Mazda, this is what Mazda does, does really well. It's a very solid vehicle. You feel very connected. Uh, the stick is just great. It's precise. Oh, it reminds me of a Miata, which uh, I want to buy another one. <laughs> yeah. You know, and actually, this, this brings me to um, our final question. It was on YouTube. Uh, I really love these car talks. Thank you. Can you help me with my first car? I'm stuck between a new Ford Focus SE or a Honda Civic LX, uh, both 2013. Any other cars I should consider? Also, is buying a manual really worth it for the fun to drive factor? Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you, you, if you do it well, is. then definitely. I mean, if you haven't mastered it, then I wouldn't send a young kid to buy a manual if uh, they haven't uh, they gone learn. to but the Gabe Shannar School of Manual Transmission Driving. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I shudder at the thought of the Gabe Shedhart School of Driving. You probably wear big dunce caps and stuff and install it. I mean, honestly, learning to drive a stick isn't that hard. It's I not, but it takes do. a lot of practice. It, it takes, takes a lot of, uh, there is a lot more judgment uh, here uh, than with an automatic. It's a whole different ballgame. You could ask yourself, do you know how to ride a bicycle? <laughs> do you know how to ride it? I mean, it, it's just like, you know what, I mean, driving a motorcycle is a lot of fun too, and that's, that's much harder to figure out how oh, to do it's that. Much harder. But when you do it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But anyway, let's help this guy, yeah. this guy between the Focus and the uh, Civic. Well, I mean, my answer is that car. I mean, we have not tested the Mazda. I'm going to be all disclaimers. Consumer Reports has not thoroughly Going tested the Mazda there, 3 huh? and first year reliability. The Ma I, that, that's a really nice car. Well, here, here's another one to throw out. Wait till this one goes on sale and get the last generation of it. Because mm. they're going to be selling those at discounts. And that is a fun to drive car that's. It is. It's louder than this. It but, is louder. Uh, but, yeah. You know, but Civic's pretty noisy, too. <laughs> yeah, Civic is pretty loud. I mean, it's a decent car. Uh, Civic's a very practical choice. It um, is very practical, holds its value, reliable. Actually, one other thing. Um, going back to hybrids quick, uh, speaking of practical and reliable. You really didn't like the Prius C? I'm planning to buy a new car in the next couple of months, and that's the one car I've test-driven so far. I liked it. Of course, except for my current car, Golf. 
I haven't spent more than $6,000 on a new car, so I'm used to a non-luxury feel. Yeah. The Prius C is a depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a subcompact that uh, takes a ride on the Prius name, but it's actually closer to Toyota Yaris. Yeah, and Toyota doesn't, doesn't do tiny cars well here. Yeah, he, he, he needs to drive more modern cars, is really what it comes yeah, down she, to. She needs to shop. You know? She needs to try some other cars. Um, I, I want to put the focus, I, I'm sorry, I want to put the Prius C in perspective. A couple episodes ago, um, I said some negative things about the Ford Focus ST. And you cannot do that. The interweb will come and smite you down. Because one of the comments I got, and this one hurt, this one hurt me, was that I bet the guy in the middle seat drives a Prius C. Ooh, that's low. <laughs> I know, that, that sums up where the Prius C is. It is it's, it's reliable, it's very, it's economical, but it's, it's a penalty box. If you're going to buy Prius, buy, buy Prius, yeah, buy the real car. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if you, you're interested in a Yaris, but you're like, it's not quite practical enough, you know? <laughs> and then you get the Prius I need something C. That's even, I need something that's even more of a hair shirt than, than, yeah, than a Yaris. So. Yeah, I know some media said it was fun to drive there on crack. It's... That car. Well, I mean, if you and if you really like that car, another option. And Gabe said it before. Get a used Prius. Mm -hmm. I mean, it shares the powertrain. It's it's a it's a better vehicle. Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Prius would be a better choice. So we hope this helped answer some of your questions on hybrids. As always, thank you for listening. <laughs>